listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton. Top of the morning to you, and happy Valentine's Day. You didn't forget, did you? How the heck are you? Miller and Moulton here on the Florida Sports Network, floridasportsnetwork.com. Thanks so much for being with us. David Sampson, Pat Kerwin, Tony Fiorentino on the show today. Top of the morning to you, Mark. How are you? I'm great. You know me, David. Valentine's Day is my kind of day. (laughs) Come on now. I mean, you damn near have an account at the jewelry store only a about three miles down the road from where you are right now. So come on now. Don't don't underplay how romantic you are. Let's Although, get some cards and flowers and spend a lot of money on crap that's going to die. <laughs> uh, I will say, you know, for those that will take us in on the Miller and Moulton Twitch.tv channel, I mean, I at least, you know, I'm in my Valentine's Day red. And you look pretty this morning. Not even <laughs> handsome. You slept over handsome and went right to pretty with that red shirt. Thank you very much. I got a good night's sleep and everything. I mean, today's a Tuesday, though. Tuesday. Do you know in four years, Valentine's Day will be on a Sunday? It'll be on Super Bowl Sunday. Valentine's Day on Super Bowl Sunday. Four years from now. That that could be awkward. That could be really awkward. It means a lot of Saturdays going out. That that you'll get through that. That just means okay. Saturdays the date night and Sundays football. That's all right. Okay, all right. Just you know, it depends on the relationship. I don't know. Just you know, there there may be a person or two that says, "Well, what's more important to you, me or the Super Bowl?" The Super Bowl. <laughs> Really simple. <laughs> You've lost that argument, honey. Try again. You can do is for you. Okay. And the best you can do is be here every year going forward. But I know it's going to be here for me every year going forward. That's all. I was just looking up Super Bowl dates last night. I'm like, huh, I'll be damned. It's on Valentine's Day in four years. That'll so, be awkward. Uh, at least seven people in the building right now. Up. Paul Cushion, we've got 47 people in the building right now. Up. Paul Cushion, we've got 47 people in the building right now. What in the wide world of sports is going on? Felipe's leaving town tomorrow. Wait. For three days. To do that? I is don't know. Do not that? really, but he's doing it anyhow. He takes okay. more vacation than than any <laughs> member of this show, and it's not close. Well, I I will say that's a, it's a little bit of an unfair shot here because n- none of us are able to take a day. Okay, so Felipe does have to come in on how these three days might be the first time, and Felipe does have to come in on how that doesn't have to happen. There are ways I've I've fixed once again that doesn't have to happen. There are ways. I've I've fixed that too, but okay. But neither here nor there. Felipe has two trainees in. To, two. Uh, well, yeah, two. because one can't do all three days. One's doing a couple. One's doing another day. So everybody's in here training this morning. It's a packed house, standing uh, so room words, only in the studio. So in other words, 
I mean, if you think he doesn't pay attention to the show normally, now, today, there's no chance. No, he has to act like he does today. He's trying to act as if he's really... He brings his buddy in here, and he tries to act as if he pays attention, and <laughs> it's it's laughable. Uh, well, I've got my Valentine's Day red on. Good to see you've got your Hams t-shirt. Okay, The only Going one that matched school. the shorts that I grabbed this morning, David. That's really what it goes with. Dressing what? by dressing by spot flashlight on the phone in the morning at five a.m. while the wife's in bed. Like, let's see these these two look like they go together. Let's grab them. Do you even wake them with a Valentine's Day kiss today, or do you let them? Does showing your love let them sleep in more? Because you could potentially wake them up with the kiss on the cheek. You know, that's that's the first big decision of the day, right there. If you're getting up first, do you even kiss them on the cheek? Okay, and say happy Valentine's Day and run the risk of waking them up early. But I love our poll question, and I hope people take it in the grain of salt in which it was uh, it was written out. It's very simple. Happy Valentine's Day. How confident are you that there will be romance in your home tonight? Very confident? Not very confident? Does last Saturday count? <laughs> Uh, romance, you know, you could define that, you know, multiple ways, you know, just romance. That's all. Mark did not type out canoodling. Okay. Romance. I mean, that, that could be dinner in a movie, you know, at home that could qualify as romance. You know what the other 364 days are like, you know, what the other 51 Saturdays are like. I already know. I mean, you know, with the daughter, there is very little chance. I've already chalked this up as a not very likely. Okay. All right. It is Tuesday. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. That that's It's very difficult to work it into the schedule, okay, when it falls near the middle of a week. I could be incredibly romantic. I could have flowers. I could have perfume. I could have rose petals on the floor when my wife comes home. She's going to look at me and say, I'm tired. I want to go to bed. <laughs> right. There's there's okay. not much I can say or do nope. to change nope. a full day of work from the wife. Nope. Okay, honey. Just remember, I love you. Whatever. <laughs> uh, so my wife comes in this morning and, you know, she was happy that I was wearing Valentine's Day red. Oh, okay. Good morning's off to a good start. And she's got a mug. And I love you mug with some words on it. And I gave that mug to her, I think, our very first Valentine's Day. And she still has it. Wow. And that's that's nearly 30 years ago. And she said, do you remember when you gave me this? All right. And I was working here. All right. And you sent roses. All right, and then this and chocolates to my work. And I said, yeah. And now I'm not allowed to do any of that. She goes, no, it's a waste of money. Besides, you took me to John Mellencamp over the weekend. That was Valentine's Day. I said, that was? She goes, yeah. Oh, okay. Nothing like spending Valentine's Day with a 71-year-old guy at a distance. Okay. All right. So there you go. Apparently, 
I've already purchased Valentine's Day gifts. And exceeded whatever it was, the bar that it was. And it sounds like you've won. You wore a red shirt. She has the mug that you bought her some 30 years ago when you took her to our concert over the weekend. You've right. already won Valentine's Day, and it's barely started, David. Uh, apparently so. She looked right at me. She said, hey, all right, we went to a concert. You bought me dinner. And then, I kid you not, she said, and parking. And I said, well, if I paid for parking, I must be a hell of a guy. Slider of coffee today. You're home free, David. I tell you, fit in the Starbucks and ooh, baby. I mean, don't get me wrong. The answer's still not very to the poll question, but they, you know that's all right. It's okay. So, top of the morning to you. Happy Valentine's Day. Don't screw today up. You know, when in doubt, go the extra mile. That's all we're saying. By the way, do we have any idea what young Felipe has in store for today? Because, you know, I mean, we've only known him about a year and a half, but, you know, he has a significant other. My guess is if he's leaving town tomorrow, he's not even going to be with a significant other tonight. He's probably leaving back to go back to Miami to spend it with mom and dad. Am I right? The parents are coming to town today. Her parents. Wait a minute. So you're spending Valentine's Day with your girlfriend and her parents? Well, I'm going to New York with my girlfriend and her parents. Wow. Holy cow. You heard that from Raj? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I agree with Raj in the background. Oh, wow. (laughs) Her brothers live in New York for Christmas. They bought their parents plane tickets to New York. So this is a family trip that I'm going on. Felipe, I don't know how to tell you this. As somebody born and raised in the Northeast, can I tell you what is about to happen to you over the next handful of days? I'm going to freeze my mm off. No, no, Felipe, that'll be the best thing that happens to you over the next few days. Basically, they're going to decide whether or not you're a keeper or they're going to kill you and and dispose of the body. Right now, you know, David has tried for a while on this show to implement a segment called Yes, No, or Maybe So. (laughs) They're doing that with you over the course of the next four days. Her family will be deciding, is Felipe yes, no, or maybe so? And this has nothing to do with your girlfriend. This has to do with the brother and the mother and the father. You are on the auction block this weekend, and whether or not you are purchased or thrown into the East River is yet to be determined. Felipe, she doesn't even get a vote this weekend. All right. She's already cast her vote, all right? She's a big yes. She is now bringing you up for auction, all right? And now the rest of the family will decide whether or not they're going to make a bid or whether or not they're going to dispose of the body. I'm not nervous at all, actually. I'm very excited. I'm I'm very confident that this week will go very well. well. Don't get me wrong. Before they you know, get rid of you, you will eat well. Uh... I mean, you will eat very well. That New York pizza, oof, uh, those bagels. That. A little more than that, no doubt, though. Take advantage of it. Can't wait. You know. So, can't wait. Yeah, I'll bet the brothers can't wait either. Yep. They have been talking for years, years as to what, I mean, you do remember what Charles Barkley said. Okay, when he was asked about his daughter's dating, and he said, well, I'll kill the first one, and I figure the word will spread. So, yeah, you are 
You're on the chopping block. Good luck. Yep. Good luck, man. Thanks, guys. No problem. Yep. You know, make sure just make sure those those two guys that you're training <laughs> make sure they know what they're doing. We may need them next week. That's all we're saying. That's all we're saying. And her birthday's Friday. Well, well, listen, you'll make it to Friday, okay? I mean, they'll, you know, they don't want to deny her a birthday gift. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, Saturdays make it happen night in more ways than one, Felipe, okay? That's and all we're saying. We're just hoping you make it home alive. Miller and Moulton, David Sampson, Pat Kerwin, Tony Fiorentino, all on the show today. The starting five, 25 minutes away right here on the Florida Sports Network. Welcome back to Miller and Moulton, only on the Florida Sports Network. Twenty-one minutes past the hour, top of the morning to you. Happy Valentine's Day, Miller and Moulton, Florida Sports Network, FloridaSportsNetwork.com. Mark, how many people do you think fit in Valentine's Day this past Saturday? I mean, that's a big weekend. Valentine's Day, then Super Bowl Sunday, or how many people you think are kind of pushing it forward pretty far down the road to this Saturday? I mean, you know, that's four days removed. That was my wife's plan. We're pushing it to this Saturday. Got the oh, babysitter okay. and everything. All right. Okay. So like you said, no reason for, you know, the perfume or the cologne or flowers or anything uh you know tonight it's just a tuesday i've already got the flowers i'm gonna make a nice dinner but i mean how much can you do that the daughter's there my wife even said you inviting your mom over for dinner i'm like happy valentine's (laughs) day (laughs) i I hadn't i wasn't planning on it but sure honey whatever you say sure you know mom needs a valentine's day dinner what do you say, honey? Fajitas? Sure. Okay. So just just wondering. That's all. Apparently, Mark, I'm taken care of. Didn't even know it. I mean, hello. Saturday, I paid for parking. Uh, what a romantic guy I am. <laughs> you know how I feel about paying for parking. Four so. quarters and a meter worker. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, Damn. More romantic than I thought. So, anyway, here's... So, the ratings came in late yesterday. Apparently, 87% of the TVs in Kansas City were on the Super Bowl. Don't you want to poll the 13%? One I, More than anything. And 76, I believe it was, maybe 74, 76, basically three out of every four TVs in Philadelphia was on the Super Bowl, which, of course, makes you want to knock on the door and go, what are you watching? Okay. Animal Kingdom, can we talk? So especially, like, if you live in a complex or whatever, you could hear the Super Bowl all throughout the complex, and you're sitting there watching Showtime or whatever. So that always fascinates me. You know, although I will say, I don't know if my mom or Aunt Kathy watched the the game back in Jersey. My my wife went to bed in the second half. 
Like I don't know well, what yeah. I, I don't know what but to she tell didn't you. watch. But she wasn't watching something else. She no. wasn't watching a Blue Bloods rerun or no, something. No, she was watching the game until she didn't watch the game anymore. Yeah, but that's okay. She was watching the game. She went to sleep. The TV's not on anything else. That's what, especially in the cities where the game is. That those that's the story I want to do. Those are the people. Feel free text in twenty one thousand. You didn't watch the Super Bowl. Particularly if you're listening to Miller and Moulton. I mean, you know, we disguise ourselves as a sports talk show. I mean, and you didn't watch the Super Bowl. Now, what I'm wondering is, is it too painful? You know, is there a sports fan out there that's like, I can't stand to watch the Eagles in the Super Bowl. I'm a Cowboys fan. Couldn't watch it. You know, or I'm a Bengals fan. And it's, you know, the defeat's too raw. I, I, I can't watch it. I don't know. I mean, I will say we know a couple Bills fans. I one who we have had beers with multiple times. He basically, when they lost, he, he turned. I don't know if he watched another playoff game. That's taking it a little hard. Very hard. This was the year. This was the year they were winning the Super Bowl this year. They were certainly going to the Super Bowl, and so oh no, no, he's he's now. And he's not even 40 yet. And he's now thinking it's never going to happen in his lifetime. That's how hard the outcome of this season is impacting him. And, of course, after Sunday night, apparently there's going to be no other team representing the AFC for the next 10 years. I mean, that that's, that's what we heard. To take a loss that early in the postseason – and not watch the rest of the postseason. That is taking the loss hard. Well, I mean, we only, already, but we only get I, so many of these playoff games. We've talked I, about it. I know that. Boy, but you think about it, though. If you lose in the divisional round, I, I mean, in theory, and they lost on a Sunday afternoon, so there was like one game after him that day, and then you got the two championship games in the Super Bowl. I mean, so he turned the TV off on the – I don't know if he watched the Super Bowl. I know his wife – you know, she's normal, rational. I, You know, I think she wanted the game on. I don't know if he did it. He doesn't sound like it. Put it that way. Maybe he just sat in the corner of the living room with, like, shades on or something and just drank himself quietly to sleep. That's taking it hard. I can't uh-huh. even imagine. And I don't have any ill will towards someone like that. I actually, I don't think envious is the right word, but I'm impressed with their level of angst. Despondency? (laughs) Because I've never had a team that I rooted for that much that made me shut the television off for all the rest of the games. Okay, tell you what. You look across into the producer's office there. You look at Raj and you look at Felipe. Raj is a huge Purdue fan. If Purdue doesn't make it to the Final Four this year, how do you think he's going to be? Despondent. Yes. Miserable. I don't I don't know if Raj will watch the Final Four if Purdue's not in it. And it depends. And, it depends. Is there a fish concert on a YouTube <laughs> channel that, that he hadn't seen yet? I mean, you got you gotta put this all in perspective. <laughs> well, that's fine. Paint the picture. That that's good. 
Also, young Felipe sees something that he's never really had in his life. He's never had a Dolphins team with real potential. You wait. Let's just say the quarterback stays healthy next year. And all the hope that was surrounding this team when they were 8-3 and three carries into the playoffs next year. Do you know how useless he will be when they lose? I got you, but I think of him as a sports fan as well, and I can't see the sports fan being overridden by the Miami fan. Ooh, boy. And if it is... You're right. I am a sports fan. Look, I know I'm a delusional Miami fan at times, but I keep it real. When we now lose... Will... No, you don't. Yes, I do. No, you don't. Yes, no, but actually, there's... No, Felipe, there's... No, you... You the don't. Heat lost Game Five of the conference finals last year. You bailed on them. The series is still going on. You're not. You don't have it together I, yet. You're not where you thought you were. But I will say, in his defense, he did watch the NBA Finals. Right. He was not so despondent after the Heat lost the series in seven that he didn't watch the finals. I mean, you know, this is a guy who's excited for the Denver Milwaukee final coming up this year. Remember, he's a quote. I'm excited for it. Miami was favored to lose game six, by the way. Jimmy Butler just turned into Michael Jordan, okay? I, I, you, I thought you weren't going to watch and follow them anymore. I okay. never said that. I just said we're done. I just wrote <laughs> us out. I just I'm said our season's sure. over. I'm pretty sure we have the tape. Don't yeah, we? we do. You know what? We'll run back the tape. Good. We'll run it back. <clears throat> Good. <sighs> we're going to have to call the brothers, okay? He, he, he needs to be. I'm on the brother's side. I don't want. I am. I mean, I know you are. I am. Okay. I don't know about, you know, take you out, but at least rough you up a little bit. All right. Ah, Miller and Moulton. So I just found that interesting. So about 13% in Kansas City. So that's like one out of every eight people because that's 12.5%. So one out of every eight people in Kansas Eight TVs in Kansas City were not on the Super Bowl. And one out of every four TVs in Philadelphia were not on the Super Bowl. We just want to know what they were watching. Totally. What is it that we missed? And what is it that you've done that makes you not even part of your own city in times like that? When the city's all in and you're like, you know what? I'm not. You know what? And I hate cheesesteaks, too. (laughs) (laughs) Miller and Moulton starting five coming up on the other side David Sampson still ahead in the seven o'clock hour right here on Miller and Moulton welcome back to Miller and Moulton Only on the Florida Sports Network. Twenty-two minutes before the hour. Thanks so much for being with us, Miller and Moulton, Florida Sports Network, FloridaSportsNetwork.com. Happy Valentine's Day. I know it's awkward Tuesday. What are you going to do? Did you celebrate it already, or was Super Bowl weekend too busy? You pushing it forward to this weekend? Going to try to have a little romance tonight. Speaking of it, you can define romance however you'd like. That's our poll question. <laughs> what a bunch of <laughs> pathetic men we have listening to this show. Come on now. 
How confident are you that there will be romance in your home tonight? 80% of you said not very. <laughs> Come on now. We're part of that 80%. Oh, no, no. We are completely part of it. I was not. It's We're pitiful. <laughs> 13% of you are very confident that there will be romance in your home tonight. Those are the people in Kansas City who didn't watch the Super Bowl. 13%. And 7% claim that last Saturday counted, right? Yes. So those are the votes. Uh, go to that Mark Miller, the David Moulton on Twitter, floridasportsnetwork.com, and vote accordingly. It's our Valentine's Day poll question. I'm kind of proud of it, actually. I, I think, you know, just the right amount of snark. Okay, I think it re- fully reflects Miller and Moulton right there. Oh, there's... There was a program director interested in our show. They'd say, what do you guys like? We'd say, we'll just submit this poll question. Okay, uh, this pretty much says all you need to know. About us and our audience. (laughs) Uh, David Sampson coming up at the top of the hour. Pat Kerwin and heat legend Tony Fiorentino to join us in the 8 o'clock hour. Right now it is time for... The Starting Five. Five stories you need to know. It's The Starting Five on Miller & Moulton. Here's number one. Super Bowl 57 was the third most watched television program of all time. The final number, it averaged out 113 million people were watching the Super Bowl on average every minute. For the record, Mark, Rihanna did 6 million more. Halftime did 119 million. All right. Now, obviously, the end of the game, there were more people watching, you know, because it's an average. But so just so you know, 113 for the game, 119 for Rihanna. Derek Carr, he's not going to allow the Raiders to trade him. So no. Well, listen, we didn't understand what was going on last week. So here's what people think. The reason Carr was going to allow a trade was that no one out there was going to offer him a contract similar to the one that he currently has. Okay, obviously, someone has said to him, wink, wink, nod, nod. Oh, no, don't worry. We'll take care of you. And he's like, well, in that case, you can't trade me. Release me. I'll be fine. So uh, they think it could happen today. By the way, releasing someone on Valentine's Day. Is that just, you know, is that getting the last word if you're the Raiders there? No? I, I mean, mean, they have no choice. The deadline's tomorrow. Right. It's It's by necessity. It's not releasing your significant other on Valentine's Day. Well, you could wait till tomorrow. I mean, you know, how many people are going to go through the motions today on Valentine's Day and break up tomorrow or break up in just a few days? Can you do that? Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. you can. That's that's horrible. Yes. Because you're looking for that one last canoodle and then you're dumping them. And that's just a low blow. And, and they may be as well. Also, I mean, they may already be discussing their exit strategy with their closest friends. You know. 
Well, you two going to break up? Well, I mean, you know, Valentine's Day is Tuesday. And so maybe, maybe afterwards. Oh, okay. Uh, Conrad Dobler, remember him? You and I do. Featured on the cover of Sports Illustrated when that was a really big deal. And labeled the NFL's dirtiest player. And he wore that label proudly. He was a three-time Pro Bowler on the Cardiac Cardinals of the 70s under Don Coryell, who just got into the Hall of Fame. Conrad Dobler died yesterday at the age of 72. And um, listen, we don't want to say that some football players are tough or anything, but Lane Johnson, you know, he'd been playing through that torn abductor. I have to admit, I don't even know what it is, but it sounds painful. What's wrong with you? I've got a torn abductor. Oh, damn. Sit down. Lay down while you're at it. Mm. Um, he uh, He's going to have surgery in a few days. They think he'll be ready for training camp. Mark, Lane Johnson has not given up a sack since week 11 of 2020. He's a right tackle. He's facing pass rushing edges basically for two and a half years. And he hasn't missed any many games either. He hasn't given up a sack. Two and a half years. I don't know how you grade out, but I would guess it's well. You'd start there. That's how you do, you know, that whole, this is on one end of the curve and you can put whatever you want on the other end of the curve and work the rest in the middle. Uh, he was first team all pro. NBA. No Tyler Hero. Heat struggled to score with Tyler Hero. Sure enough, they didn't have enough scoring last night. Joe gets 27 points, 12 rebounds, 8 assists. Nuggets shot 58% against Miami's D. That's impressive. Denver held off the Heat 112-108. Really hard to stop Jokic. He only missed two shots last night. Yeah, well, Denver didn't miss many more than that, let me tell you. Um, we said yesterday and we know there are four of you that are paying attention to this sort of thing but you know we are the florida sports network after all that if the orlando magic are actually going to play meaningful games down the stretch to get in the play-in they have to beat the teams that are above them in the play-in well they beat one of those teams last night they went to chicago beat the bulls 191 markel fultz 18 points 10 rebounds nine assists one helper away from a triple-double. And the Knicks had lost nine straight to the Nets. So, thankfully, the Nets got rid of Kyrie and KD. And so now, New York can go back to beating Brooklyn. 124-106, Jalen Brunson with 40. Uh, home debut for Kyrie in Dallas against the Timberwolves. And let me tell you, that Kyrie Luka magic was on full display last night, Mark. Mavs trailed by 26 in the fourth. Came all the way back. Kyrie personally scored 26 points in the fourth quarter. But they didn't get off a final shot down three. Minnesota beat them 124-121. Portland, Damian Lillard with 40. No LeBron for the Lakers. Is it a bad look that you go to the Super Bowl, but you don't play the next night in Portland? 
or can the two be unrelated? He's got an ankle injury. Right, he, he didn't it. play the one before that either. Two before it. He's He has not played since he passed the Kareem. He didn't play Thursday, didn't play Saturday, and didn't play last night. Is that a bad look or no? Yes, especially okay. when you're trying to fight for a play-in spot. Um, Justin Holiday, by the way, bought out from Houston. He's going to sign with the Mavs. College hoops. We called it. We said, listen, they when Miami's good, Larinaga goes into Duke in North Carolina and beats the Blue Devils and Tar Heels. When they're good, okay, when they're not, they get whacked. But when they're good, they travel well. Canes held the Tar Heels to 5 of 31 from 3. That's 16%. Good thing, too, because the Tar Heels shot nearly 70% from inside the arc. Anyway, 15th-ranked Miami. They may win the ACC regular season at this rate. 80-72 over the Tar Heels. And right now, if they sat down and filled out the field of 68, Kentucky and Carolina would not be in it. North Carolina does not have a quadrant one win. Bethune and FAMU both lost in both men's and women's basketball yesterday. Mark, Alabama. Bama is the new number one team in the country with Purdue getting upset by Northwestern on Sunday. Alabama, for the first time in 20 years, their men's basketball program is number one in the country. Um, Miami, as we said, 15th. Women's action, Florida State remains ranked at 24th. South Florida, who lost at home to Houston over the weekend, falls out of the top 25. The coaches poll comes out today, and don't be surprised if FGCU moves into the top 25 in the coaches poll. Hockey? Hey, we called it. Coming out of the All-Star break, Panthers had to get it on. And you know what, Mark? Every night is Valentine's Day for the Florida Panthers right now. They go into Minnesota, 2-1 shootout win, bark off the game winner in the shootout. And the Panthers, a point back of the Penguins. Of course, Pittsburgh's got four games in hand. But, hey, we'll accentuate the positive, okay? They're a point out of the playoffs. They're at least relevant. Eight days ago, they were the biggest disappointment in the league. Now, eh, not so much. Uh, Ottawa in overtime, Arizona, Detroit, and the LA Kings also winners. And um, one other thing. And I hate this. And I mean with a capital hate. Major League Baseball saying that the whole extra runner, when we go to extra innings, you know, putting them on second with nobody out, that that's here to stay. Their version of the shootout, David. It sure is. And it sucks. But they don't want games to last much longer than nine innings. And they won't do what we want, which is ties. Yeah, 11 innings is what we said. Play 11 innings, and if there's no winner, there's no winner. At the end of the season, winning percentage determines who makes the playoffs. So if by chance you end up with four games that are tied, I mean, you know, really? Like the world will stop rotating on its axis if all of a sudden we had ties? I just think the games should be played out legitimately, not this fake runner on second crap. Think about it. You, Mark, have a better closer than me. 
And so we're tied. We go to the 10th. Well, I can score a run without getting a hit. It negates the fact that you have a better closer. I mean, seriously, it's ridiculous. It's like three on three in hockey. It, it's no it is. longer hockey. Here's the other thing that Major League Baseball said yesterday. Rules in place as to when you can put a non-pitcher on the mound. Apparently, Mark, if you're winning, you have to be up by 10 or more runs, and you can only put the non-pitcher into pitch in the ninth inning. That's if you're winning. Okay. What about if you're losing? If you're losing, if you're trailing by eight or more runs, you can put a non-pitcher in at any point of the game. You're down 8 nothing in the fourth. You want to put a middle infielder on the mound, you can do it. So they have rules in place as to when you can. To show you how much of a thing this now is, five years ago, there were 32 non-pitchers who pitched throughout the season. 32. Last year, 132. Wow. So it's a thing. And that's why Major League Baseball put some rules into effect. And at eight minutes before the hour, that gentleman was. That was the starting five every weekday morning at this time on Miller and Moulton. You know, you always hear those things. How many people does it take to do this and the jokes along the line? Right. I'm witnessing that firsthand. How many board ops does it take to hit the end of the starting five? And the answer right now is three. <laughs> it's training wheels. I can't believe Rog is still there. I got to be honest. I can't believe he didn't declare, uh, declare seniority. He was there for apparently the big period is the 30 minutes before the show actually starts. Once the show started, I thought Rog was going home. I'm figuring out which one I'm sending for breakfast pretty soon at this rate. That's... <laughs> Ah, I'd send Felipe. (laughs) David Sampson to join us coming up at the top of the hour. Pat Kerwin to join us in the 8 o'clock hour, along with Tony Fiorentino to talk a little heat. The Valentine's Day edition of Miller & Moulton here on the Florida Sports Network.